Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's uh, go this morning to Jeremiah 17. And we want to continue with something that we started uh, last Sunday on, if you will believe, if you will believe. The Lord said to us concerning 2022, uh, and we do have uh, that word, uh, of course, is available in the back if you need it. But he said in the, the second part of that first paragraph concerning the world, he said the world will be the world. They will continue to look to man as their source, even as the arm of the flesh fails. They will hold fast to man and men as the answer, only to find that their trust in man is futile and will always end in disappointment and frustration. So notice that. The world will be the world. They will continue to look to man as their source even as the arm of the flesh fails. So the path the world will take is to look at man and what man can produce. To look at man and what man can produce. And notice he said something. He said uh, they'll continue to trust and they will find that their trust in man is futile. Now, that's important because there are people you know and I know. Now, on both both sides of the spectrum, I need you to see this. Both sides of the spectrum. There there are people that did not vote for the current party in uh, the administration. And they think if the, the other party would have been elected, that that's what needed to happen. Well, if that's what you think, your trust is in a man. Lost my crowd. Well, I'll tell you what needs to happen. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what needs to happen. It's still trust in a man or a woman, whoever it may be. Amen. Well, you know, if this party would have got put in or if this person would have got put in. Well, the word the Lord gave us is when you start doing that, it's futile. Think, think, think about this for a minute. Let me, let me, let me show you how, how silly it is to trust in a person. Is that all right? Now, I'm not preaching politics, but it's just a, an easy thing to talk about because of the, 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 the uh, uh, environment that we're in. Vaccinations. All right? Now, we've been having vaccinations, and we've been having mandated vaccinations for years. People act like it's something new. How many, how many of y'all are raising children or have raised children? How many of y'all have sent them to school? Did they have to get vaccinated? Did they ever tell you if you don't update their vaccinations, they can't come to school? Is that a mandated vaccination? Or they can't come to school? 
Now, I'm not, I'm not telling you that I'm, I'm pro-mandated vax. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there are people all up in arms, and they did it the whole time their kids went to school. Right? So here's, here's the issue. So you got one side. Now, now, now listen to this. You got one side that during the election, they said, I wouldn't put anything in my body that was developed under that administration. But the minute they become president, the vaccine that was developed under the former administration, everybody's got to have it. Got to have it. It's the only hope. See how silly that is? Because men change. Especially in the political realm. If it's popular and it makes them popular, they'll do it. If it's unpopular, they won't do it. Do you see why that's futile? Amen. And so the same people... Now watch, watch. So the same people that voted for a certain administration that's supposed to believe them will now not believe what they're saying because that vaccine was developed under another administration. Yet the party I put in power is telling me I need to do it. But I'm not going to do it. Do you see? Your brain can go tilt if you... Wow. Amen. Trust in man is futile. And will always end in disappointment. It'll always end in frustration. And so the path the world will take is to look to man. What man can produce. Amen. Now, I'm not making light of the vaccine or, or, the, or the virus or anything else. I've had people very close to me that lost loved ones because of that. I'm not making light of that. We do not make light of that. All right? I'm not, I'm not making light of it. Please don't misunderstand me. But what I'm saying is when you start trusting in man, it's futile. Amen. Jeremiah 17 and verse 5. Let's read verse 5 and 6. We'll be coming back to this. Thus saith the Lord, cursed is the man that trusts in man. That's pretty plain. And makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. He, the man that trusts in man, makes flesh his arm, will be like the heath in the desert and will not see when good comes but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. Now, this is important because arm always indicates strength or ability. When you read through, the, especially the Old Testament, and it talks about uh, the arm of God. Is, is the Lord, it says, is the Lord weakened that his arm is shortened, right? Is the arm of the Lord shortened? In, in other words, has it weakened? Well, of course, the answer is no. But notice what he says. He says, the man that trusts in the flesh and makes flesh his arm. That indicates strength and ability. So there will be those that trust in man and depend on the flesh 
as their strength and their ability. We need, we, 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 we need to do this because that will fix the economy. We need to do this and that will put an end to inflation. We need to do this and this will do this. And, and they're putting their trust in the strength and the ability of a person. And God says here that what will happen eventually is their heart will depart from the Lord. Their heart will depart from God. Amen. Do you see that? When you place your trust in the flesh, you turn from the power of God by default. Because my trust is now in the flesh. Hallelujah. That's so important. Because whatever or whoever make you make your source is your source. That's it. If that's your source, that's your source. You make that decision. Glory to God. Now understand. Lord, help me say this right. Because you will eventually limit your lifestyle depending on who your source is. You'll start making decisions based on who your source is. And it's not just financial decisions, although that's, that's the easy teaching point. Amen. What, however much income is coming into your house, it either limits what you do or expands what you do. But if that income becomes your source, you're limited regardless. Because ever how big the number is, there's still a limit. Amen. Hallelujah. Can God give you a car debt free? Right? Now see, if you believe that, now you're, you're starting to break the limits. And I, I don't mean one of them $49.95 buy here, pay here. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something you would like to drive, something that is, is comfortable, right? Now, it's not about things. It's about who's your source. I, I have a, a preacher friend that pastored a, a church in Tulsa for years, for uh, over 30 years. And uh, uh, when he uh, stepped down and transitioned over and, and turned the church over to uh, his son, uh, all of a sudden, he said, uh, you know, he said, I wish I would have started on this earlier. He's a man of faith. But he said, uh, the church had always bought me a car and paid for the car. And, and I always had the church credit card and, and all these different things. And he said, and then once I transitioned over, there's no more church car. Right. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not making fun. What I'm saying is that, is that all of a sudden... He had to begin to, he said, I had to up my game because I hadn't had to pay for that for all those years. Amen. Amen. The deal you get is not why you, ma- you don't make a decision based on the deal. Because that's trusting in the flesh. You make the decision based on what does your spirit say. 
Hallelujah. Why do we set limits? When, when you go to buy a house, what do they say? What's your budget? Well, you need a budget, but are you limited to the budget? If you're driving by a house and your spirit says that's your house, but it's outside your budget, what do you do? Up your budget. Yeah, but what if I don't qualify for it? The Spirit says it's yours. You qualify. Amen. Amen. Do, do you understand that? Now I'm not putting my trust in the arm of the flesh. I said, now I'm not putting my trust in the arm of the flesh. Neither are you depending on somebody else to do something for you. Even something they promised. Because they might not. You can get focused on what they promised you and get your eye off what God really wants you to have. Nobody said amen over here. I'm going to come back here where they believe me. Right? You can get your focus on what somebody promised to give you and miss what God wants to give you. Well, they said they were going to do this. And you put all your eggs in that one basket. And put all your trust in that. And God was trying to get you to lift up your eyes and look beyond that to what he really wanted you to have. Amen. Don't be impressed about things that are better than you've ever had it. Because that's not the best there is. Now you do whatever you want to with that. Don't be impressed by, oh, this is better than it's ever been. Is it as good as it can be? Amen. That's, that's in any area. When you start trusting in the flesh, well, I would really like to go after that, but they said I don't qualify. But what did the Spirit say? Amen. See, you're looking for peace, not for confirmation from a man. Amen. I'm not looking to a man to tell me what I can do and what I can't do. I'm looking for peace in my spirit that tells me what I can do and what I can't do. If you don't have peace, you've just, you've just been told by the Spirit, don't go after it. If you've got peace, you've got a green light. Is that right? Amen. And you can, and you can ask people, even spiritual people. One time a person came, Brother Hagen, that was a Raymond student. And uh, uh, they had been invited to pastor a church on the weekends. And drive back and two there from uh, Tulsa or Broken Arrow actually to another little town in Oklahoma. And uh, they came to Brother Hagen one day and said, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah. And they told him the story and said, should I take that church? And Brother Hagen said, well, how in the world should I know? They didn't ask me to pastor the church. They asked you and walked off. People say, oh, that was harsh. No, it wasn't harsh. He was looking for somebody to make the decision for him without him having to do any of the work. There are things in your life that are too important for you to allow somebody else's mindset to make the decision for you. I don't care who it is, whether it's mom or dad or grandma or great aunt Sophie or whoever, or your best buddy or the guy you play on the softball team with, you those things are too important for you to let them make that decision. 
Well, I talked to dad, and he said, this is what I ought to do. And I talked to mom. Well, how's mom doing? What have their decisions brought to them? Make sure that the person you're listening to and following, make sure they're walking where you want to walk. Because if they're walking lower than you want to walk, you will never rise above the level of the influence in your life ever. You never will. See, this guy's putting his trust in the flesh, and there's some things that happen. Notice what it says. One translation says, he's like a little shrub in the desert that never grows. There are people you know that never grow. And they never grow because their trust is in what somebody else said instead of what God said. You know, when we tell stories, we're not, this is your laboratory. This is your schoolroom. I'm not trying to teach you something that you don't know. I'm living it out by example and giving you a pathway to follow. When my wife and I got married, number one, nobody wanted us to get married. Her side, my side, nobody wanted us to get married. Now, I was driving a beat-up Volkswagen Rabbit that I'd bought with my tax return, only tax return I'd ever had. car cost me $500, and it wasn't worth three. But I needed a car. You say, why? I was driving the church van everywhere I went. I had a date, I picked them up in the church van. Oh, you're laughing, but it's the truth. That church van almost killed one of my good friends. We, we need to paint it, and so they bought us some sp- spray paint, and I was working on the outside, and he was working on the inside with no windows open and no doors open. And I knocked on the window, and he went, I got to get him out of there. I did. I opened the door. I said, James. Not that James. I said, James. And he said, yeah. Man, come out of there. You're huffing paint. I used to drive that thing to the grocery store where I worked, the Piggly Wiggly. I'd pull up in the church van to the Piggly Wiggly. Amen. They had to get me to move my my van so they could work on the, the sign. But here's my point that I'm, that I'm telling you. And you know what people started saying? Well, she's just after a sugar daddy. She just wants a sugar daddy. <laughs> if they only knew how little sugar I had. I, I, <laughs> woo! I didn't have any sugar. <laughs> Ain't none. Not my salt. That's what it was. They thought it was sugar. It was salt. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> so, so I didn't consult with anybody. Amen. That's who God said is for my life, so that's, what I'm, that's who I'm going after. Are, are you following me? Amen. And, and we were meeting with a, 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 a person one time, a, a couple, and uh, they just got upset because we were talking about what we believe God wanted us to do. And they just got upset and began to tell us how nobody's we were. And that person looked at me and said, I know you. You've always been the bottom of the barrel. And that's where you'll always be. Who do you think you are? Well, see, but here's, here's the thing. 
God will always bring you to a crossroads. And you're going to have to believe something. And you're either going to have to believe what they say, or you're going to have to believe what God said. Now here's the thing, believing what they say will limit you, but it will be comfortable. You don't have to be anything. You can be what they say you are, and it'll be easy. You know the easiest thing in the world to do concerning running a marathon? You know the easiest thing? Not do it. That's the easiest thing. Now, if you don't ever want to run one, I'm not mad at you. But what I'm saying, you take anything in your life that, that God's pressing you to do, you know the easiest thing about that? Not doing it. And it'll seem comfortable. It'll seem easy. Right? God starts, oh, I'm helping somebody. God starts dealing with you to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, give him an extra hour in prayer and study or whatever. You know the easiest thing in the world to do is hit the snooze button and roll over. And then tell God, well, I did get up a little early. Right? Amen. But here's the thing, you don't grow. And he said that what will happen, he'll be like a little shrub in the desert that never grows. Then it says he will see no good thing come his way. King James says he won't see when good comes. So it'll come, but he won't see it. What does that mean? It'll happen to other people, but he won't see it. You have to be done with the day that people on the right side of you and people on the left side of you get blessed and walk in the goodness of God, and you don't. You're done with that day. Say it out loud. I'm done with that day. That's just it. Amen. And then it said he will live in a desert wasteland. No growth, no good thing, and a barren land. What's that the result of? Our trust in the strength and the ability of man. That's what it brings. Now that may sound simple. But it's the temptation of everybody under the sound of my voice, and it's the temptation of a lot of people that you know. If I I can just talk to this person, or if I can just get them on my side, or if I, mm -mm, that's not it. God will show you favor, and God will place people in your life that will show you favor. But God doesn't even want you trusting in the people that he places in your life to show you favor. He said, I want my, your trust to be in me. Oh, hallelujah. Look at Isaiah 31. Oh, glory to God. Everything in my life enlarges at the speed that I choose for it to enlarge. The, the, Mark chapter 4 and, and Matthew 13 talks about uh, uh, the, the, the seed of the word bringing forth. And at the end of both of those chapters, it makes this statement. 
It says uh, there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. There's nothing that's secret that will not be brought to the light. And then it makes this statement. Uh, 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 for the measure that you measure, it'll be measured back to you. And it's, it's concerning the word. And the Amplified Bible says the measure of thought and attention and study you give to the words you hear determines the level that it comes back to you in. Amen. Right? The measure of thought and study you give to what God wants you to do and God wants you to be and God wants you to have determines the level that it comes back to you in. Amen. Isaiah 31 verse 1. Notice this. Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. Verse 3, Now the Egyptians are men, and not God. And their horses flesh, and not spirit. When the Lord will stretch out His hand, both he that helpeth will fall, and he that is helped will fall down, and they will all fail together. Mm. Egypt, throughout the Scripture, represents the world and the world system. It represents the world and the world system. And notice what it says. Woe to them that go to Egypt or trust in Egypt. Trust in the world's system. And it tells us to be wary of that. And then it says, and stay on horses and trust in chariots because there are many in horsemen because they're strong. Horses, chariots, and horsemen represent strength and might. And it says, be careful with that. Why? Verse 3. Because they're men and not God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have to refuse to struggle. Amen. You have to determine that your days of struggle are done. Amen. I'm not going to struggle with nothing. Amen. Thank you, Hallelujah. I, I had a minister one time. He's in heaven today. But I had a minister one time. He got mad at me. He got mad at me because I said, I don't struggle. And he would say to me, well, I'm struggling with this. And I said, brother, I don't struggle. And I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I don't struggle. Well, why? Because Jesus said his yoke was easy and his burden was light. He said, if I wanted rest to come to him, and I came to him. And so I have found rest, not struggle. Amen. Amen. There was a person, this, this same minister was at my house, and there was a person in the church that was facing some things. I was talking to my wife about it, and I said, we really need to pray for him. I said, because, you know, they're, they're dealing with this. And they looked at me and very, very cattily said, oh, are they struggling? And I said, no, they're not struggling. They're just facing something. Not a struggle. You can be facing something here this morning, but it's up to you whether you struggle with it. A struggle is not a battle. A, str a struggle is you trying to do something and can't do it. You're struggling to pull something. You're struggling to lift something. If you're struggling, you're not doing it. Amen. If you tell me I was struggling to move that, 
and you showed up and helped me. That means you weren't moving it till I showed up. Glory to God. There are people that are putting their trust in the system of the world and they're struggling. And they're never going to stop struggling until they give up that trust in the world system and put their trust in the kingdom. Amen. Glory to God. There are only two choices. Notice this. He said, woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. Now, that's a powerful statement. Because he's saying that's an option. But it's not the right option. Is that what he said? There are only two choices. The world system or the word system. The kingdom system. Only two choices. There's only two choices. And that's in everything that you get involved in. It's it's not the quality of the person that you hire to do something that makes the difference. It's are you doing what God told you to do? Amen. Amen. Pastor Michelle and I had some legal things one time that we had to uh, take care of. I'm thinking of a couple different things. And in both these instances, somehow we got buffoons for lawyers. You all know what a buffoon is? A buffoon. I mean, they wanted to take your money, but they it's like, where did you get your legal license? Out of a Cracker Jack box? I just dated myself there. But do you know what happened in both those occasions? Both those occasions. It was overwhelmingly decided on our behalf. I felt like I got cheated writing that lawyer a check. Because they didn't do nothing. Because I wasn't looking at the lawyer as my source. I was looking to what God said, what he promised as my source. What did God promise you? That's what you're putting your dependence on. Is that right? I talked about that in the message step by step. You're, 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 You're getting the steps. You're getting what God told you to say. You're getting the scriptures that God told. It's it's not based on on a person. God will show you favor with that individual, but it is God doing the work. Amen. When, when I went to court with uh, 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 Rusty and, 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 and Amy, you know, they hadn't been saved that long. And, and Rusty was facing some, some things from his past. Many of y'all will remember that. And uh, I, I went to court with him. And he was, uh, he was asking about it sometime. He'll tell you. He was facing a number of years in prison. Of course, this was Rusty B.C. And man, we went there, and on the way over there, the Lord spoke to me. He said, they're going to ask you to speak in the court today, and when, it, when you do, the anointing will come on you. And he said, it'll all be all right. Everything will change. I'm not taking credit. I'm just saying that's what the Lord said to me. Man, we got there, and, and there were other people there testifying for him, and, and, and I stood up, and sure enough, that anointing came on me. And I, I don't remember everything I said, but I told the judge. I said, judge, I don't know everything. I said, but I've been a pastor for over 20 years. 
And I said, I know, I know when there's a change in people. And I said, I'm telling you that the man sitting in this courtroom is not the man I met all those, those months and now even years ago. Amen. Amen. And, and we got done about five minutes later. The, the prosecutor was saying what they were saying. And, and the judge said, okay, you know, that, 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 that's fine, that's fine. And, and uh, uh, he put his head down for a minute. And then he, he raised his head up and he said, I'm in agreement. He said, the man in that video is not the man I see sitting here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and think, now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Is this okay? And so they, 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 made, they made this decision. They said, uh, they said uh, I'm going to request, the judge said, I'm going to request that you get another place to live. Because they were right there by the person they had a problem with. Amen. Rusty had had an altercation with this gentleman. And uh, here's the point. So this is on a Wednesday. I went to court on Wednesday morning with them. This is on a Wednesday. And uh, it, it took quite a while. And so by the time I went home and got everything together, and we just went out to eat that night, and then we're coming back to church Wednesday. And I, and I pulled down the street right here, right down uh, Peoria, and I looked to the right, right over there in that town home, and there's Rusty and Amy coming out of the garage. I said, well, what in the world? I said, y'all, uh, are, uh, you know, what, what's going on? He said, well, uh, uh, we found out that this place was for lease. There was no sign. There was no number. They just found out. They didn't have any money to put down, but the guy said, I don't need any money down. I trust you. Oh, and your first month's rent is free, too. So they leave court needing a place to go, but there is no place to go. But by the end of the day, they got a place. They got a place with no, no money down and no first month from somebody they don't know. They can't be trusting in the arm of the flesh because they don't have an arm of the flesh to trust in. They were trusting in God, and God moved the people in the flesh that needed to move on their behalf because they trusted in God. Amen. That judge, your boss, that doctor, they are not the final authority. They're not who I'm appealing to. You're trusting in God. Can you say amen? Am I helping you this morning? If you commit to the world system, the flesh and men, you're limited to what they can produce. I said you're limited to what they can produce. That's why you're after the plan and not the provision. Because the, the provision comes with the plan. The Lord told me some time ago, he said, he said, you don't focus on building a building, you focus on building a ministry. Buildings come to ministries. Amen. Ministries don't go to buildings. Amen. Right? You focus on being where God told you to be, and provision comes to you. You don't chase provision, it chases you. Oh, hallelujah. If you commit to the kingdom system, to the world system, you'll rise to the level of that system. Yeah. 
Amen. That's why we had the testimony, what, last Sunday night? When Kevin talked about the, the victory that he and Miss Carol came through. And he said, you know, when, when, when uh, he was uh, diagnosed with that uh, COVID battle that he fought. And, and, he, and he, said, he said, I was supposed to go to this show and take all my uh, 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 stuff to the show and, and get my name out there and people were going to buy. And he said, I couldn't do that. But then what did he say? He said, even though that happened, he said, I've been having orders come from all over the country, all over the states, people from different states, different cities, just bombard, just inundating him. Well, how'd they find out about him? That, that's irrelevant. It, it, the flesh, it seems like the flesh took one thing away, but there was already something else waiting. What you put your trust in, if it's not the kingdom of God's system, it becomes a blockage. It becomes a blockade. It becomes a closed door. Amen. I've had people say, well, if this doesn't happen, we can't. Well, why? Why would you limit yourself that way? See, now that's become a blockage. Let's go back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 17. Oh, hallelujah. I knew a minister one time. I, I tried so hard. I tried so hard to help them. And, and I would tell them, I would say, you're living from miracle to miracle. And miracle to miracle living is not God's best. Nothing ever changes. You get a miracle, and God produces a miracle, but nothing ever changes. Glory to God. Remember the show, The Biggest Loser? Anybody remember that show? You know what they found out? The largest percentage of those people all gained the weight back. You want to know why? They were working for $10,000. Not for long-term health. Right? And so once they won the money, the goal is met. But there are people you know and I know that are making healthy choices because they want to live a long time, because they want to be healthy, because they want to be fit. They want to, right? And nobody's paying them to do that. You see what I'm saying? The, what, what, the reason you're doing something determines the outcome. You're not in the word, the word system and the kingdom system because you have a need. It's because that's how we as believers operate. You're not working the system to get a miracle. You're working the system because that's how we live. Not miracle to miracle. Not waiting on God to come through. And then when you have another need, now you're waiting on God to come through again. The system of the kingdom is perpetual. He said, after all these things the Gentiles seek, but you seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. Consistently added. Always added. I'll never have a day that I don't have those things. Why? Because I'm operating in the system of the, of the kingdom. Amen. Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Blessed. 
Now remember, the, the first man was cursed. And what did he do? He put his trust in the flesh, in the arm of man. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. That's a good place for you to say, that's me. And notice, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. And that spreads out her roots by the river. And shall not see when heat comes. But her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Woo, glory to God. Do you see the perpetuality of this? Always green. Always yielding fruit. Consistent. God's nature is abundance. God's nature is more than enough. Hallelujah. God's nature is not just to meet the need. God's nature is to overwhelm you. Glory to God. Amen. You don't want to be that person that's always pressing in for a miracle. Pressing in for God to do something. You're in the kingdom. Fear not, little children. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Is that what he said? Is that what I say? Is that what he said? What did Jesus say? He said, which of you fathers? And he was talking to people that didn't even believe in him. He was talking to people that he called devils. And said, which of you being evil? If your child asked for something to eat, and you remember all the things he said. If he asked for an egg, would you give him a a stone? If he asked for a fish, would you give him a scorpion? He said, no, you wouldn't do that. He said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those that ask him? What kind of gifts? What kind of gifts? Is that right? The church is, the ch- listen, it's taken religion thousands of years to mess us up. The church is really good about talking about the, the trials and the tribulation and the hard old way that the Lord sent you. And my God, I thank God for my wilderness experience. And I thank the Lord for the hard times in my life. And I thank God for the darkness. Right? Oh, I know. I'm, that's how I was raised. I can hoop with the best of them. And if I went to those churches today, all I'd have to do is start hooping. You don't even have to say nothing. Ah, my God. Oh. You know. Every now and then throw a Jesus in. Jesus. Oh. And the, the religion has taught us that. And they'll even say things like, don't complain. It's in the hard times that the tree grows. <laughs> the Bible doesn't say that there's nothing hard about this tree growing. It's a tree planted by the waters, spreading out her roots by the river. She, they don't see when heat comes. Their leaf's always green. They're not even worried when there's a drought. Because they're constantly bearing fruit. You are that tree. You are that man. You are that woman. 
Yeah, but everything's dying around me. That's okay. Look at you. You're green, baby. Your leaves are growing. Your fruit is on the branch. Glory to God. Don't ever, don't ever put your trust in something that can't produce this. Do, do, do you see that? Well, you know, the Lord sent that trial along to help me. No, he didn't. No, he did not. God doesn't have any trials to send you. He doesn't have any bad things to give you. He doesn't have any, he doesn't have any whoopings to give you. He gave Jesus the only whooping that was necessary. The Bible says the Lord bruised him. The Lord says the Lord, the Bible says the Lord chastised him. There was a natural chastisement, but there was a spiritual chastisement. And God did not pour out his wrath on Jesus to just turn around and pour it out on you. That's a lie of the devil. That's a lie out of hell. He wants you to be this tree. Mm. Say it out loud. I am that tree. Say it. Tell your neighbor, I am that tree. Amen. That, that's just the way it is. I said that's just the way it is. Amen. I had somebody come to my house not too long ago, and we pulled up in the driveway, and they just looked, and they said, my, my, my. I remember when y'all were. I said, yeah, I do too. You know, there's not very many people here that remember. Kat, Kathleen can remember. Probably some, a couple other people. Except Buzz, I, his memory, I don't, I don't know that it's dependable. I didn't say he couldn't remember the way he remembers. If, love you, Buster. Okay. No, that's where you say, thank the Lord. Amen. Alan, no, I can't. I can only hit that. I can only hit that note about once a day. That's just it. But 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 the point is is this. The point is is this. I, I remember that. I, I remember not just where we came from. The mindset had to constantly be shifting. This is you. Don't accept anything less. Job. What did Job say? He said, "In a time of famine, you will laugh." Is that right? Why? Because you're so well taken care of. Yeah, but they're saying, oh, wait a minute, who's saying? The arm of the flesh? They're saying? So you're going to depend on what they're saying? Because if you depend on what they're saying, you're going to get what they're saying. That's what the Lord said to us in the first part of that word. There are people, believers, that will begin to say there's no hope, nothing's going to change. And he says, and what they say will be established to them. I'm telling you that when the world says no hope, lift up your eyes because there's an abundance of hope. There's so many good things going on in the world right now. The arm of the flesh is trying to convince you it's not happening. But I'm telling you, God is up to something. Hallelujah. And you are that tree. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory 
to God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say that out loud. I am that tree. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Amen. Thank you, Father. And notice, let me, let me, let me share this with you. I got about five minutes. In a couple other translations, the Amplified Bible says, It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought. I've told you this story about this oak tree before. I said something about it Sunday night, what the Lord said to us about it. And uh, back in about, oh, I don't know, 2013, 2014, something like that, I, I think it was. Uh, oh, it was hot. And we, we, it record heat. And we hit a couple weeks there, it was 105 every day. Or thereabout. The trees were dropping their leaves. Couldn't sustain it. There was no moisture. We didn't have any rain. Oh, my goodness. But I, every, every morning I'd run in Shawnee Mission Park. And, 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 and I'd, I'd run around this curve. And there's this big oak tree there. Probably 150 years old. Green. Just as green as it could be. Never, 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 never lost any leaves. Just green. Huge tree. Huge Take a massive amount of moisture to sustain it. And I stopped one day and I said, Lord, now what? What is going on? Because I, I would run by and say, that's me. He'll be like a tree. That tree, that's me. And, and I looked. I, I guess I just had never seen it before. And I looked. And here's uh, Shawnee Mission Park Lake right here. And there's a little like viaduct. And the lake spills over. And there's a huge pond right in line with that tree. And it hit me. Those roots are in that pond. It's got a never-ending source of water. All the other trees are struggling. Look how far away they are from the water. But the Bible says we're washed in the water of the Word of God. The Bible says that we have a well of living water on the inside of us that draws up on the inside of us. We're never without the water. Ever without the water. We are self-contained. Oh, there's a drought. Not here, baby. We got plenty. We got more than enough. Amen. Glory to God. Is that right? The voice translation says, it does not fear the hate or drought. It le- its leaves stay green and its fruit is dependable no matter what it faces. Amen. I'm that tree. I'm that tree. Now, 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 now notice, let me finish. Notice the little shrub that never grows. Sees no good thing. Did you see that? Who, who gets that? The one that makes the arm his strength, the flesh his strength. You need to thank God every day for your good job. But you need to let God know your job's not your source. I want you to know that I know this job is not my source. I thank you for it, but I want you to know it's not my source. You want to know why my wife and I's life has radically changed financially over the years? Because you've never been our source. We refuse to look at people as our source. I've had people come to me and tell me I'm leaving and taking my tithe. You say, what would you say? Bye. 
Yeah, but don't you need their tithe? Listen, I was living prosperous long before their tithe, and I'll be living prosperous long after it. I'm not being arrogant. I'm just trying to explain to you that that's got to be your mindset. When they came to me at Blue Cross Blue Shield and said, we could fire you, I just, it made me mad. It made me indignant. Here's a rank sinner. Smell like Jose Cuervo most of the time. Smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. Coming to work dirty. Staying up all night partying and coming to work look like a rat's nest in your hair. Telling me you can fire me. You know who I am? You say, how'd you go to work? Like this, every day. I'm on business for the king. You say, what'd you do? I looked at him and said, you didn't hire me and you can't fire me. You didn't give me this job. God gave me this job. What'd she do? She didn't know what to say. The devil will always shut up when you answer with the word of God. Amen. Amen. Well, what what the big boss say? She got mad too. Got mad at me too. Why? Because I called her a liar. I told her she was a liar. You're lying to people. This department's never going to prosper because you lie. I'm not telling you to go call your boss a liar. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) What I'm trying to explain to you is this. Why, Why would I stand up for the truth? I'm not limited to you. You are not my source. When I needed this job, God gave it to me. And if you, if you fire me, God will give me another one. Two months later, I had her job. I didn't do it. I didn't talk ugly about them. But the Bible says this. The Bible says no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. And it says every tongue that rises up against you, God will personally deal with that. You got to get a hold of that. And, and, and when you start talking, when they start talking about you, they're getting over there and they're forming a weapon against you and they better duck and cover because there's, a, there's something about to happen. Amen. Best thing for them to do is be your buddy. Say, say it out loud. Say the best thing, best thing. for them to do is give me what I want. Amen. Do do, do you see this? I talked about those legal battles. I'm going to hush. But I went to the Lord, and I said just that. I said, now, Lord, you know and I know. The best thing for them is for them to give me what I want. And I said, Lord, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. I don't want things to get worse for them, but I know. Now listen, this is literally literally how I prayed. If they don't leave me alone, it's going to get bad for them. Because, Lord, you're a man of your word, and you got to fight for me. If they're treating me unjustly, you have to come to my rescue because you said you would. So, Lord, I'm asking you to turn their mind before it gets to that place. Because I don't want to see anything bad happen to them. What happened? They turned. Thank God they turned. But I'm convinced of that. If they form a weapon against me, it will not prosper. And it will be turned against them. That's got to be your mindset. Well, they're doing me wrong. Well, don't get over there in the flesh. Walk in love. Stay above the fray. Pray for your enemies. Do them right. 
But understand, you pray for them because you know this is not going to end well for you if you keep persecuting me. Now, see, that's a different mindset than a lot of Christians have. Bless God, they deserve what they get. Aren't you glad God didn't say that about you? Nobody deserves anything bad. Oh, but their their actions brought it upon them. I understand, but you should not rejoice in it. You should not have a sense of, of satisfaction that somebody that was against you got hurt or lost something. That's, that's not why we're doing it. You're doing it because you believe that getting something in your favor would be the best thing for the people involved. You don't want to have somebody else's job because you don't like that person. You want that job because that's the best thing for you and your family. And what do you say? Lord, give them a better job. Father, have them produce a position for me. Anybody can get something by hook or crook. If I want something you got, all I got to do is lie about you. If I want your job, all I got to do is start lying about you. But guess what? What you get by a lie, you got to keep by a lie. The way you get something is how you got to keep it. If you get something by the Spirit, you get to keep it by the Spirit. What you get by faith and you get by the Word, you can keep by faith and keep by the Word. That's why all the stuff I've ever gotten, I still got because I got it by the Word. I'm helping somebody.